Well, as we know, the city now stands to lose $1 billion worth of funding over the next 10 years as a result of a provincial plan to slash public health spending. City Councilor Joe Cressy has been fairly vocal on this matter. He joined us on the program yesterday, and here he is at a press conference warning about the dangers that could be coming from those cuts. The programs Toronto Public Health runs are in every single corner of our city. They impact the lives of every single Torontonian in our city. And I say this without one ounce of exaggeration. Because of these cuts, Torontonians will die. Now, a spokesperson for Ontario Health Minister Christine Elliott at a news conference disputed the city's figures when it comes to the cuts and also disputed that claim made by Councillor Cressy that the cuts would ultimately lead to deaths. Let's welcome in author and broadcaster Michael Korn. For more on this, he joins us on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Mr. Korn, how are you this afternoon, sir? I'm very well, thank you. I better be well, because if I'm ill, I could be in trouble. In Ontario, <laughs> couldn't I? Yeah, well, listen, let me uh, get your uh, reaction to Councillor Cressy's uh, comments. Uh, government spokespeople uh, saying that uh, there's some fear-mongering going on, that that's a little over the top. Uh, it sounds like hyperbole, doesn't it? But in this case, I don't think it is. One aspect, simply cutting back, refusing to support safe injection sites and uh, dealing with overdose prevention. Anyone who's actually looked in those areas and worked with them realizes, yes, people will die. Because, um, for example, people can get off drugs. They're, they're, they're dry, they think they're free, and they skip back into using them again. This happens. We all fall off things. We all fail. They do that. The first thing they tend to do is to take a dose, which is what they used to be on. Now, once they've come off the drugs, that dose will be fatal because that body is no longer used to it. I know it's not desirable for the state to be involved in giving people illegal drugs, but if the the alternative is they die, we have to be involved. Yes, he's right. People will die. This is it, it's there's something vicious about this. I fully understand. Look, Ford one, he has a right to govern, but he has a responsibility to govern for all people. And as John Tory said, and John is, as you know, hardly a, a radical in these areas. There seems to be a war on Toronto in particular. But when it comes to healthcare, they're centralizing. The centralization has never worked. They're cutting to the most vulnerable, uh, mental health. And again, I mean, a lot of us have had some sort of direct or vicarious experience. Mental health is enormously underfunded. So those people who really can't hit back, they're, they're, they're fighting and they're hitting. And uh, Christine Elliott, I'm particularly shocked at because I, I, mean, I used to interview, interview her quite a lot on the old TV show, and she's a decent woman. She's not a hardline right-wing conservative, but she and one or two others in this caucus, they simply turn their heads away. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed and disappointed. All right, let me ask you about uh, John Tory, you just mentioned a, a second ago. I think he used the word targeted, that he feels as if the city has been targeted by the Ford government, and they're also upset that there was no consultation, that this was basically just kind of uh, dropped in their laps uh, last Thursday before the uh, long uh, Easter uh, weekend, essentially charging that the government was trying to... Uh, bury this news when people weren't paying attention or, or looking. Do you think that there's something to that in terms of uh, Doug Ford, uh, the now uh, premier? Uh, I mean, whether it's this with public uh, health care or, of course, uh, one of his first acts was to uh, cut Toronto City Council, mm-hmm. that he is targeting uh, the city. Yeah, I think he is. I think this is something personal and visceral. Uh, and uh, I say this not as someone who is a liberal. I mean, I don't really have party politics, but I think Ford is obsessed with the idea that his brother was treated badly by Toronto City Council. That may or not be true, I don't know. But anyone who knows this Premier will say that there is something obsessive about him. I want to get back at these people. And in terms of announcing this 
at Easter. Well, it's classic, and other parties have done this as well, but he did it so he hoped it would be hidden. There were a huge number of people, more, I think more than 1,300, who wanted to be consulted, and they're not being. And this is particularly ironic when the Ford government, when he was campaigning, got so angry that when it came to the sex education reform, people weren't consulted, when in fact they were, whereas in this case, people hadn't been consulted. So yes, it's a classic political move. But when it comes to health care, so there, there's a lot of issues, frankly, that, I mean, that they're party issues and do we really care very much. But when it comes to health care, this affects all of us, particularly the most vulnerable. And, and I think what's going on now is shameful. Yeah, well, it cuts uh, across party lines, uh, without a doubt. It's oh, one yeah. of the few issues that, that does. But, uh, you know, I said this at the time when Toronto City Council uh, was being uh, cut or uh, slashed. Uh, one of the great ironies that you see at play here, I think, uh, Michael, uh, between the provincial government and the city of Toronto is you've got Mayor John Tory, who, of course, at one time really wanted to be the premier of Ontario and ended up the mayor of Toronto. And Doug Ford, who I think really, you know, wanted to be uh, mayor of Toronto and ended up the premier of the province. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes beyond that. Jason Kenney, who wanted to be prime minister, is now premier of Alberta. Although, give that a couple of years, if Andrew Scheer doesn't win the next election, I bet you, Mr. Kenney, will be back in Ottawa trying to become party leader. Yeah, I mean, that's, I find that one of the disappointing aspects of, uh, of Canadian politics, not just Canadian. It's not that people say, I have this great need, this vocation to lead the city of Toronto. It's I have a great desire to have power. Not always for bad reasons. I think John Tory is a very honorable man. But the, the idea that you, you become a school councillor, so you can a trustee, so you, you can then become a councillor, then become an MPP and then an MP, that isn't what politics is meant to be. It's meant to be ordinary people given a chance to represent others. Uh, but when it comes to the governance of Ontario, uh, there is a view, and I know a number of people who worked on, on the Ford campaign, there's a view that Toronto, particularly downtown Toronto, is our enemy. We're never going to win it. Uh, this is a place where uh, uh, people with mental health challenges are housed. This is where a lot of the, the addiction centers are placed. We just don't care about them. We want to get the suburbs and we want to get uh, non-urban Ontario. That is a fairly intelligent, if rather dark, election plan, and it may work. Let me ask you, uh, as you just mentioned a second ago, uh, health care, that's something that cuts across all party lines, something that we're all equally concerned and uh, worried about. And I think a part of the problem when it comes to the funding of public health care is just the uh, minutiae, if you will, that is just so complicated. And the Ford government is uh, one way of uh, working out uh, funding, and they're calling the math that uh, the city is using uh, incorrect or wrong. Do we, uh, I mean, can we come to agreement when we can't even really agree on the, on the funding model? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, look at the issue of autism. Dalton McGinty was dreadful dealing with the autistic community. Um, so I don't think the liberals can rub their hands and say, look how good we are. Uh, no one has clean hands on this. Yeah, there is argument about administration and where the money goes. I tend to listen to the, the experts, the, the people who work on the front line rather than the politicians. Um, they say for years now, they, they look back to uh, the Peterson government. I mean, remember that? Mm-hmm. The last time that healthcare was actually well managed. We certainly need reform. There, there is certainly uh, this duplication of material. And how many times have listeners gone into hospital and a third person in a row asked them what their symptoms are? And you think, well, why didn't you just, isn't it on a computer? I've given you, you know, why are you wasting this time and money? There is that. Uh, there's prescriptions that sometimes overused, and, and they seem to not cost money, but o- over a period of a year, they cost a fortune. There are cuts that can be made, and there are disagreements about where money goes. But the general theme is, 
uh, population is getting older, uh, it, living longer in all countries. We need to deal with people's health issues, and the money's not there, and we have to find the money. Some of it from cuts, but that's not really going to do it. Well, that kind of leads me, sorry, to my last question yeah. for you, which is, you know, we have to find the money because, uh, you know, the Ford government will argue that, uh, listen, they were handed uh, basically a, a basket of rotten apples, uh, if you will, when it comes to the financial state of this province and that they've got to, uh, you know, get us uh, back into the good books and that this is going to require some belt tightening and some really uh, tough decisions. And this is just an example of a, a tough decision that this government is willing to make. It's very easy to be tough with people who are vulnerable, and classically we've defined that as the bully. Uh, getting tough means being sensible and working hard and long hours. Um, it doesn't mean announcing drastic policies just before a long weekend so people can't respond to them. And healthcare and education, I, particularly healthcare, are the last places we have to cut. And if there has to be an increase in taxes, and golly, I don't want to pay any more money, but if we have to, then... I don't see the argument against it. You know, if you travel abroad, particularly in the U.S., and you realize what we have here in our health care policy, our health care program, and it really is worth defending and worth fighting for, whatever your party. And the, the, the traditional Tory party, the, the red Tory party of Mulroney and Kim Campbell and Joe Clark and the rest of them, and, and the same is in Ontario, are committed to public health care. Here's what I would say. I honestly believe, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to be extreme here, I honestly believe at the heart of the ideology of the new conservatism is an opposition to public health care. They know they can't get rid of it, but they don't support it, and they will whittle away at it. But they are not ideologically committed to it. All right, I've got to leave it there for now. Michael, appreciate the time as always, sir. Always, mate. Thank you so much.